Hi, I'm Susie, and I have pink hair. And I'm Alexis, and I'm wearing Crocs. Crocs in a hat covered in pins. And you're listening to Jawbreakers, the universe's best podcast. The universe's best podcast. Every episode, we look at celebrities and musicians to find fun little tidbits and conspiracies you won't see in magazines. We follow snack food mascots like Mr. Peanut and the Keebler Elves to make sure they're staying in their lane. And we do it all while eating candy and hitting jewels. And we do it all while eating candy and hitting jewels. Jawbreakers. <laughs> no, it's fine. Hey, what's up? This is Susie. This week we are looking back at Summer by talking with Nikita about the movie Summer of Soul that came out earlier in the summer. I just watched it recently. They've both seen it beforehand. It's by Questlove. Really good movie. It's a documentary about a festival. Um, Maybe you've seen it. It's easy to watch if you haven't, so keep that in mind. If you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon now. You could have listened to this episode a week ago had you been on the Patreon. So we have tiers as low as $2. All tiers get early access. And yeah, it's pretty cool. You can find it in the link tree, which is linktr.ee slash nermanermer. You can also find the link tree on the Instagram, which is at nermanermer. And uh, yeah, and you can also send us an email anytime, nermanermernetwork at gmail.com. So thank you so much for listening. We are... Still here, still doing it. So, happy autumn. Enjoy the episode. Uh, first of all, Nikita, wait, Nikita's back. Everyone, name- applause. <laughs> yeah, it only took a six month break. Yep, no, it's chill. Everyone's asking, so now they I'm know sure. you're back. I'm back, guys. What are you saying, Alexis? Uh,. Initially, I had sent my name to Jesus Christ, and then I felt like that was a little much. Mm, so now your name is PBR Christ. You didn't want <laughs> to have right. to answer to that at the pearly gates? No. <laughs> so yesterday, Alexis and I were looking at a top ten list of destinations for Easter, and um, we found a theme park in Florida called the Holy Land Experience. And um, a theme park? A theme, a theme park. Correct. Oh, my. Okay. And most notably, they had all kinds of fun stuff. They had like a small, they had a miniature to scale version of Jerusalem. Um, they, had a, they had a mini golf course that was called Trin-I-T. Like T-E-E. Like a golf tee. Oh, I'm, I'm tracking. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then... Uh, the absolute highlight of the Holy Land experience is um, they do a daily reenactment of Jesus on the cross. Stop it. And someone no. had a video on YouTube and no. we watched Full it. video. I'm about no. to cry. It, it was, was no. so That's insane. illegal. That's not allowed. Dude. God forbid it. Um, yeah, so that was... Um, they do the whole thing. Dude, it's they, so... And it's so, like... Like, Passion of the Christ style, or... 
Uh, yeah, like, yeah, like a full, like, in front of a bloody, live f- like, dragging him around, put him what in is, a, up. What is and the like, admission price for this? So, it was apparently not getting as much um, income as they had hoped when they first opened it. And so, it they went... <laughs> I forget what the initial price for a day ticket was. It was like 18 or something yeah. at first, but in their final days, they had hiked it all the way up to 50. Why do I feel like day. this would be somehow like a youth group field trip? I think that, and then also that it looked like the audience from the clips we were seeing was primarily older people. Oh it was also God. like the middle of the afternoon. Just watching... Just watching Jesus die, and then like a Bloody guy on Jesus the... crawl up to the crowd, <laughs> and then like an announcer Stop. being like, "God gave His only Son for you." It was really. I just can't believe. I can't even think of like the churches I'm aware of would be against that kind of right. performance. Right, that's a little intense. That's it not just like a, a, a Good Friday type thing it's like to do it every day i think they do it i think well they closed they closed in a hospital brought bought the property they closed in because August of, pan- of this pandemic year. yeah oh my god and then they had they interviewed a bunch of local people who are like i don't know what a hospital is gonna do with this property it's like you're <laughs> like, florida yeah you probably like need to a see hospital. what happens with that <laughs> right? i don't know what they're gonna do they're gonna make a building for people who are ill Right. Like all none of you. of you know how to take care of your health. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. So that was fun. That's what your uh, Christ uh, last name made me think of. This is the 69th episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it? Oh, my God. Um, we don't have to do this now, but I think we need to do an update for the slushes because we haven't done a podcast since we had them in a coffee cup. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I um, didn't. <laughs> No, that is true. I just want to put a disclaimer that I'm going to make this a clean episode because oh, it's number right. 69. I don't want anyone thinking we're dirty. Fair. Good thought. Also, <laughs> yeah, so we... So they sell slushes at gas stations with alcohol in them. Which, open container laws, is that not a thing? We don't know. We don't know. Because the what my understanding of the locals is that they also see it as an open container. So, like, I don't know why they just sell you an open container. Because I also realized the other day, it'd be an open container even if you were walking at home. Yeah, everything about it seems illegal. I just looked up the law. It says it's illegal to have an open container of alcohol in a vehicle, and open containers may only be transported in a vehicle's trunk or another area not occupied by passengers. Yeah, Can but they know around? these are going in cup holders. Open container laws do not strictly apply to vehicles only, and having an open container on the street is illegal in Pennsylvania as well. So Great. how is this happening? Are you positive it's actually alcoholic or are they like oh, yeah, making no, it seem no, it is. <laughs> okay, so not only have is it easy to get drunk off of one of these things, but also they literally fill the slushy spinny machine with cans of like Mike's Hard or they or have it's like Mike's Harder. It's like all eight percent and up. That's incredible. They literally just stock it with ca- so the the both we've tasted it and we've seen and it tastes like gasoline in the first couple sips so it's like pretty oh, intense. But then halfway through, it's a good. It's, it's delicious after a while. 
when I go but, to see you guys, I fully anticipate partaking. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, please. So walk, it's a five minute walk. <laughs> I also realized, and I respect this a lot. I did the math. Uh, the options are a twenty ounce or a thirty two ounce, and it's either five dollars or eight dollars, and it's the same cost per ounce. It's not like you get ripped off if you get the smaller one. Oh, that's kind of nice. I like Isn't that you nice? did that that uh, calculation. I also did the math on uh, the area of the pizza slices at the place I work because I was pretty sure that the XL had smaller slices than the medium, and it does. So This is why they taught us the math that they did in middle school. I literally had to use pi for that. Yep. Yeah. I love that. So. so that's good. But most importantly, Alexis and I were... Walking. What were we doing? We're go- going for a walk? Yeah. Seeing the town? Seeing the, see the town, a lot of it. A, a, a big big chunk of it. And we walked past a gas station that was advertising $3 slushies. <laughs> and then 99 cent like shooters? Because that's <laughs> a whole different game at that point. <laughs> so we got them. They, I got. We both got uh, Mike's Harder Lemonade flavor. Yeah. It was a 12-ounce cup, which is 19 cents per ounce compared to Get-Go's 25 cents per ounce. And it was a coffee cup with a coffee lid, completely unmarked. Yeah, I almost feel like the... Like a sip lid. Like the a place sip. that a hot you guys... Cup. That's so weird. The place you guys were talking about actually says spiked slushy on the outside of it, right? Yeah. yeah. It seems like a red flag. Like, alerting the authorities. But it also just looks like a slushy cup. I, I also right. got one at a liquor store that was just an unmarked styrofoam cup. That's insane. I so don't understand. I've wondered, like, do police look at, do they critically eye every styrofoam cup? Or do they ignore every styrofoam cup? Because there's no way that they, with the spike slushy ones, they might be able to ID it quickly. Because it says it on the side. They're probably used to seeing them. But, like... The rest of them, I'm like, do you open everyone's cup? Or no? There's no way. Just, Even or if do you, you just weren't planning on drinking that? Like, that's the thing. Driving, if you're like, there's no way to, to put that in your trunk. You're not going to put it in your trunk. No. You're going to put it in your cup holder with a straw in it. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah, the yeah. three dollar one was pretty good though. It was pretty good. But... It was hard to drink through that lid. It was impossible. <laughs> <laughs> the Google Doc you shared with me. I, from what I can see, I'm the only one that's contributed to it. Am I on the wrong one? Uh, no, that's no. right. Don't so, uh, don't read my contributions because then. Oh, that's spoil. funny. I accidentally left T Pain vanishes off the face of the earth because that was the last time we used this document. We should leave it though. Okay, so um, obviously because this is episode number sixty nine, we t- are talking <laughs> about music coming out of New York City. Obviously, that is not. Danny Hernandez, also known as Six Nine, Takashi, Takashi Six Nine. Nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him. We went all the way back to 1969, the Summer of Soul. That's why we're doing that on this episode. Oh Mm -hmm. my god, you! We needed to find a workaround. We it's were really gonna. Good. I don't think we could say one more thing about six nine. I'm out. I have nothing left to say. Yeah. I've said everything I could possibly. <laughs> I can't. Say. I can't dive back in there. Not right now. Yeah. So I think it's so, important context that uh, Alexis and I saw this movie together mm-hmm. at a theater, at like a local theater, and um, 
you can ask her that I brought like definitely <laughs> the weirdest possible snacks. Like I'm, about the snacks. I'm a little embarrassed at the fact that I even tried to sneak in snacks, but I did. You um, bought so many. I brought so many. And part of it's just because I just like to eat, but also, I don't know. I brought what I felt were good options from my pantry, but I think I had, God, was it a fig bar at one point? I had a bag of chocolate peanut butter Cheerios that I passed over to her. I forgot about that. Um, In a Ziploc? Yes. Like a toddler snack. (laughs) Yes. I like, I literally packed for myself like a toddler. I put wine in a Mason jar. I didn't end up, using it and then like two months later i tried to drink it and it was definitely rotten but i drank it anyways <laughs> uh what else did i try to hand you alexis uh you handed me half of a banana yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> it was like a very not movie theater appropriate bag of snacks and then i think you also had jerky but you didn't want to open but it. But I didn't inside. open it because yeah. I feel like jerky is like the thing that if you open it on a plane, you have no social awareness. You're like corn you know? nuts. And I know it's not right. a plane, but a theater feels similar. All right. Okay. Anyway, so we can resume now. Summer of Soul was a great movie. Yeah. Perhaps so best watched in theaters, if you can. I was thinking that. I was thinking I really wished I was watching it in theater. I watched the first half on my cell phone and I watched the second half on my iPad. <laughs> The iPad's a slightly larger screen, but (laughs) yeah, so basically the premise is the summer of 1969, which is when Woodstock happened, it's also when the moon landing happened, there was a Harlem cultural festival in Harlem that had six weeks worth of musicians, huge names that we all know now, big names, and somebody record somebody recorded video and audio of the whole thing and tried to sell it at the time no one wanted to buy it so he started marketing it as black woodstock then no one especially people didn't want to buy it and it sort of sat in his garage for 50 years and then eventually i think he i don't i think he was shopping it around again and finally managed to get people to pick it up and it's never before seen footage of this event that even like the biggest music nerds didn't know about until this movie came out. Right. Like, so there was no, I had never heard of anything like it. Um, yeah. I think it's also important to note that this isn't just like footage. This is like really kind of amazing footage. Yeah. Like, very well done for its time. Like while I was sitting there in the theater, I was like, this almost feels like surreal. Like I didn't realize they had cameras this good at that point. Yeah. So, um, apparently they had, so this guy had four cameras. He did the whole thing himself. He had four One cameras. Guy that wasn't a crew? I don't think so. If he had a crew, he, the crew doesn't get credit. Okay. <laughs> but he had four cameras. Three were pointed at the stage in different places, and one was pointed at the crowd the whole time. And get this, 1969, he recorded two mono tracks so they could later become stereo tracks before people had <laughs> stereo tracks. Oh my god. So he, he was like, like OG. before anyone even knew to do that, he did that and had two audio tracks. So it looks and sounds really good and no one's touched this film because it's been preserved in his garage for 50 years. So it's 50-year-old tape, but it's not like he's been playing it for right. people. It's That's completely incredible. preserved and it's beautiful. The colors in it are super vibrant and amazing. Could you imagine? Cuz there's 
I, there's no way they would be able to track down all of the like audience members and stuff. Could right. you imagine watching this and being like, oh my God, that was me as a kid. Like I forgot, I repressed this memory or not repressed, yeah. like it was bad, but like that you just forgot about it because you were like three. There were like three-year-olds there. Imagine mm-hmm. seeing yourself yeah. in the crowd or like a grandparent and just like, you know that is the well, case for th- there- a couple dozen people. Yeah, there was that one guy who was interviewed who was, like, in shock, and he, I remember him saying... He was five when it happened. Yeah, like, I'm so glad, like, I knew it was real, but to actually see it and remember, like, just, like, to feel almost, like, validated that it was, like, a real thing since no one talked about it. it Yeah, Yeah, it's like you're being gaslit by society. Yeah. Oh, no, it was just the, you know, a little blip in the radar but it was like really really amazing i'm trying to remember how did the moon landing play into it i feel like they built it into the movie but my memory is kind of they bad. did it, it happened, happened like during, during the, festival. the festival yeah so oh my god no and now i remember they did like a side-by-side interviews with the white people and then side-by-side with black people at like the different musical festivals and mm-hmm. their responses and the white people were like fuck yeah they're like I'm this sorry. is so Frick, cool yeah. <laughs> Like, this is so cool. Like, I think it's great that we can spend our money this way. And, like, almost every single black person was like, seems like we could, like, not be starving on the streets if we put our money, like, into actually helping mm-hmm. people. Like, every There's a lot of work to be done on Earth. Why are yeah. we going to the moon? There was right. a, the the most kind thing that anyone at the Harlem Festival said about it was, like, that's neat, but it's not relevant to my life at all. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of not. And I couldn't help but think about jeff blasting his butt off into no bad words this episode i said but no 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 (laughs) you said the jb word not justin bieber (laughs) not just my bad i'll bleep it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean so i watched an interview with Questlove, and he said even in his memory that was he's he was told this was important and everybody cared about it and he's a black man and he didn't that's just what he was raised with because you get taught history also i mean obviously this is you know the f- guy who filmed it and everything was most of the movie but this was Questlove's first it was his directorial of, of debut debut <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is pretty nuts he's I mean, he's been around and like in the industry for a while, so I'm not like shocked that it was so good. But it was really good. It was really good. He was. I love Questlove so much. He's like one of my main creative inspirations. To be honest, I got one of his books a couple years ago, and I'm obsessed ever since. But if you don't know who he is, he's a member of the Roots, which toured as its own band from the early '90s until about 2009. He uh, paired up with Jimmy Fallon. So he was on Jimmy Fallon's show from like 2009 to 2014, and now he's on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and the, and the Roots one Band. That put this together, and he's the director mm-hmm. of this movie. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. So he made a point to edit it in a way that he wanted it to resemble hip hop music, and that's why with like the moon landing thing specifically, it was like on beats, like the back and forth and the whatever else. He wanted it to be a unique documentary. And I say he did a good job. He did a fantastic job. That's so cool. Uh, when we went to watch the movie, I had no idea what it was. Like at all? Nope. Weren't you? You were the wait. Like, you sent me a list of movies. The theater. You sent me a list of movies. Uh-huh. 
And I clicked on that one, and then I looked at like one other one, and I was like, "Oh, this one sounds cool." And but you, I like you at least I read, read like half of the was... synopsis. Wow, what a nice <laughs> leap of faith! And I was kind of like when when you told me that one, I was like, "Cool, I guess I'll, I'll watch the trailer." I have no idea what to expect for it, and I was like, "Well, this isn't." I don't usually go see like documentary type things or music festivals. And in theater. Thing. And in theater, right. But I was like, honestly, probably pretty cool. Like of of any type to go see this one seems legit. And uh, very glad we did. Yeah, I couldn't believe that they had all of those people. And it was a free festival Dude, mm-hmm. that was happening Nina in Simone. Harlem. Nina like, Simone. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Fly in the Family Stone. Fuck, I... Mm. I almost said a bad word. So many of them. Let me, let's pull up a list. Also, like, I've taken multiple music history classes. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Like, not, I'm, I don't know if they've ever referenced it, but like, never heard of it. I felt better about myself when it (laughs) turned out that Questlove had never heard of it. Mm hmm. Which, like, he's, He's been in the industry. His dad is in the industry and raised him in the industry. Yeah. He has all these really important moments, not only in music history, but in black music history, in his mind that he banks as important, and he had never heard of it. So it was a well-kept secret for everybody, I guess, that wasn't there. And the people who were there were like, I don't know, I guess it happened. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I have this weird memory, but like... I don't actually. But I can't imagine how it could be real. I can't prove it. Six weeks. I guess also I hadn't had anybody position JFK's assassination, Martin Luther King's assassination, Bobby Kennedy and Malcolm X as happening in such a short time. Like I've heard of all those things individually and it didn't occur to me they all happened in a span of like five years. Yeah. In the 60s, and to have all of those people be advocates for black people, some more than others, and then have be at a point where there's like really extensive rioting in other parts of the country. And it seems like the the consensus about this festival was that the city of New York put it on to prevent any sort of rioting, because if we give people a way to celebrate something, then they won't feel the need to go to the streets in other ways and it worked but i guess since that was the goal of the festival no one was like let's <laughs> celebrate it the way woodstock was celebrated you know like it wasn't right. about celebrating to the people who actually put it on like the the white mayor who actually greenlit it it right. wasn't a celebration to him it was like a way to keep everyone in their place wow people were saying that the reason there was no reporting on it and stuff is because, I mean, there was no rioting or violence, and that's usually when oh they report God. on black communities, basically. And during that time, there was, like, nothing that happened, nothing bad. And like, Woodstock nothing, like- had all kinds of bad stuff happening. <laughs> yeah. And that was part of why, I mean, it's not the main reason why people got attention at Woodstock, but... Contributed. Yeah. Um, and it's... Oh, God. B.B. King was one of them. I yeah. forgot about that. And did you know how old Stevie Wonder was? He was like a teenager. He was, he was 19. 19. Like, that's crazy. I can't believe... I was shocked when they said that. Oh my god. I, I didn't like, realize he got big at that young of an age. Yeah, no, same. I had no idea. 
That is wild. Also, something something that I didn't come to realize until the last couple of years, but the entire premise that like if MLK had been allowed to live, he would have lived into our lifetimes probably. Mm-hmm. To wow. be able to interview so many of the people who attended or even yeah. some of the musicians who were there, like Stevie Wonder, to interview them for a movie 50 years later was incredible. And we already kind of touched on how it was hard to find people who were there and they wanted to find people who were young enough that they weren't too old to remember now, but also old enough to remember it. Mm-hmm. Mostly people in their 70s-ish now. and But all those people are around and they saw these legends. I don't know. It's just crazy. It's just, it's such like this, I guess it's, I don't like calling it a beautiful secret because I feel like it was a secret for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really special that this existed for so long and then we learned about it and it was kind of this like big, like, holy crap. Because I feel like it had a different power behind it a little bit than if it had just been something that we had learned about growing up. Um, I don't know. Not that I wish it was... I I am not doing a good job of getting that thought out. It's, no, I uh, think I get what you're saying. I mean, there's a lot of... I feel privileged to have any access to it at all. Because... Right. It was a big deal. And so I'm glad it feels like a big deal. And I'm worried it wouldn't have felt like a big deal if it had just been like taught to us casually in middle school. But at the same time, I think it would have been better if it hadn't obviously been kept away. Right. It could have affected more people. Grow Like if Questlove got to see it as a kid. Right. Like, but at the same time, yeah, it does get to carry a weight that it wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, bizarre fact on Stevie Wonder. Did you know that he does not play with his right thumb when he plays the keys? He doesn't play with his what? Right thumb. Why? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. Probably similar reason why I type like 70 words per minute with two fingers. You know, if you just <laughs> get in the habit of it, it just yeah. slows you down to try to do it the right way. Hmm. So true. <laughs> oh, I think it won Sundance also, this movie. Yeah. It was Sundance from home, so people didn't get to see it on a screen. Cool. It's interesting because it's a documentary and there's talking heads and whatever, but there's also really long stretches of just listening to the music. Yeah, they watching. would have like full, just like show the full like songs and sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mahalia Jackson. She was crazy. Yeah. Also, Gladys Knight is crazy. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, she was young, too, I guess, when this happened. They interviewed her in the movie. Uh, Su- how do you, Susie, how do you feel knowing that this took place in Harlem and we both went to multiple festivals in Harlem? In Harlem. I actually was thinking about that a lot watching it mm-hmm. partly because they take a moment in the movie to talk about them making a state building mm-hmm. or them putting a state building in harlem when like there's a housing housing issue and i was just thinking about that um what was it it was a scientology building yeah oh my god <laughs> that giant scientology building that was randomly in harlem that was just a huge amount of real estate with probably two people inside. And um, 
I would say the festivals we went to were not <laughs> for the people who live in Harlem. They were definitely right, because were they technically is it technically in Harlem or did we just have to go through Harlem to get there? Because you have to like cross a bridge. It's on it's on Randall's Island. Yeah, let me see if Randall's Island is technically Harlem. It's across the Harlem River. It's technically in Manhattan. Okay. Whatever that means. <laughs> so, yeah, but we did... I mean, yeah, and especially with all of the crap that Harlem gets as a place, like, in culture. Right. And have this thing that they could be really proud of, but that is not known as kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we... Yep, we definitely... um Went yeah. to a couple <laughs> commercial music festivals. Yeah. It's nuts that even, like, that they have that every year right there. Yeah. And still, just no reference. I know it has nothing to do with that. It's just wild. Yeah. It's a little bit absurd. Is it the first absurd. of its kind? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I've never even heard of a six-week music festival. That is pretty intense. I mean, considering the year, it might have been the first of its time. Yeah, because Woodstock was only one weekend. Was it really? One weekend? Yeah, it was three days. Freaking white people. <laughs> like, how? why does everyone know what Woodstock is? But like, a three- It's also yeah. crazy that they were both in New York. Right. right. Like, <laughs> what, were they like walking distance from each other? No, no. Not quite. Woodstock's okay. like an upstate. I think part of it is that there were Woodstock performances. So there were Woodstock performances that were also important to to like the black community. Like Jimi Hendrix was there. Right. And when it came to covering it from a media perspective, it was like, well, Woodstock is for everybody. Right. This other thing's only for a certain person. So they felt like Woodstock covered everything, but it certainly did but- not. Right, and like this was focused. Uh, it's a, like it's a soul festival, hence the movie title. <laughs> yeah, six weeks really is the whole summer. Summer of soul, and they didn't want to include Black Woodstock in the subtitle because that's how that's the only way. If anyone did know of it, that's kind of what it had been tagged as. Mm-hmm. But since it was just a completely different thing, they were like, we're not doing that. So they made the subtitle before the revolution was televised, I think. And yeah, that was kind of interesting. And I think huh. it was only on Sundays. Oh, is that it? I believe so. I don't remember that. Um... Also, Woodstock, part of why it was able to be recalled so easily is they put out a documentary almost right away about it. So people can watch the footage Got it. Interesting. Starting in the 70s. I'd love to see the footage from that and just compare it because I somehow feel like Summer of Soul or Harlem yeah. Cultural Festival would be better. The footage is just so good. I'm like, it's for 1969, beautiful. I'd be shocked if Woodstock had footage that looked better than what we saw. Yeah. Absolutely. So it probably wouldn't be that hard to find. And, okay, when they were making this, they decided to... I don't know the exact date they started putting it together, but they were about to start doing their interviews with 
Gladys Knight, Stevie Wonder, all those people in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. And had to cancel a week's worth of interviews because it was like March 15th, 2020. Right. And uh, we all know <laughs> we it's a bad week it. for everybody. And they weren't sure. A couple years for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't sure if they'd be able to even conduct those interviews. They obviously got it together. But they also, Questlove specifically, was tasked with like once june hit and the black lives matter stuff started coming up and there were so many correlations between what was happening with this festival in 69 and what's happening today they were considering trying to incorporate modern day footage into it to draw a direct comparison and realize that the comparison's there regardless and they don't need to put you can watch it and see that this is the same exact stuff that's yeah. happening so he used it to kind of help him frame some of the moments because it's the same. But he decided to not beat us over the head with the analogy. I'm kind of glad for that. Same. I'm sure it still could have worked, but the way that the Woodstock documentary is timeless because it's just Woodstock, I would want this to carry that same kind of, this is about that event. It's not, I don't want it to be known that it was made in 2020. Right. Unless you know. I don't think it needs to reflect 2020. I don't think yeah. anything should reflect 2020. We can I just agree. remove that from our whole calendar system. I think we should start the calendar over. You know, what's the worst It might happen? be time. Might be. Didn't we see a sign when we were walking <laughs> that was like 2016 AD? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so there was a date on it and it said AD. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> as if there could be a possible as if I could be viewing it and think, oh wow, a four thousand year old sign. <laughs> yeah, Is this really heavily dominated by like the church scene? I really like calling it a scene first. Yeah. <laughs> it is a little bit, if we're being honest. There there are quite a few churches. And there like are religious people, but or... well, our neighborhood has a lot of churches, but, but they're all different too. They're all different. Also, I mean, Pennsylvania's pretty religious, but Pittsburgh's pretty blue. Usually, those things don't really go that close together. That's um, so like the people I've met personally are, I mean, that I feel like there's a lot of people who are like vaguely affiliated with a religion, but probably aren't going every day. Yeah, if that helps. Yeah, that answers. The we question. have a we have a cross in our window. <laughs> it's a neon cross. Wow! And it says "Jesus saves," <laughs> and it faces the street. Do you think your neighbors know that it's a joke? Across the street, no, no. The people across the street have like crosses. You guys at least have ensured yourselves that if uh, your house is ever burning down or something, the neighbors across the street. They've probably well, taken a liking to you because of this and we'll call the fire department for you. Right. right. Well, they're going right to our... they're gonna go right past the first floor that has the ACAB sign and mannequin heads. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And say, no, they're we have to burn. help the people on the third story. The third floor. <laughs> yeah. And it's good because for now we don't have the neon jewel sign yet. Oh so... my god. They're going to be so confused. Yeah, that's the I'm so jealous of every cruddy gas station that has a neon jewel sign. How hard could it be 
to acquire one legally. Yes. I from was a gas station. That. From a gas station. Could you be an employee there? <laughs> you apply just... <laughs> and then quit? To it's legally good. acquire it? Because they're expensive online. They're really expensive. They're hundreds of dollars. Yeah. We looked into it. Hundreds of dollars I'm not willing to spend on a neon jewel sign. <laughs> Only 32 acts at Woodstock? I mean... That's not a lot for three days. We could do 32 acts in our house right now. <laughs> <laughs> From footage I've seen of Woodstock compared... Which I haven't like looked too in-depth to, just like whatever I've been subjected to... It's complete. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? It's, it's just uh, the fact, like, someone holding you at gunpoint to watch <laughs> Woodstock clips. <laughs> yeah. It's a completely different vibe than the Harlem Cultural Festival. Dude, the Harlem Cultural Festival would have been a lit place to be. <laughs> Are you saying Woodstock wasn't? <laughs> Uh, it just, it seemed like such a positive thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, it was one of those things that just feels like community, I, you know? Right, and I really get the sense that Woodstock was just about, I mean, it was about music, but it was also about drugs. And sex. Oh, yeah. And I did not get that from Summer of Soul. It, I feel like I mean, my grandpa talks about having gone to Woodstock. He does, I've heard him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, he, well, isn't his story that his friends were going and he was like, why would I bother going to that? And then he didn't go. (laughs) You might have better memory than I do. You definitely have better memory than I do. I can picture sitting at your mom's table. Yeah, and he was like, I'm sorry, I work this weekend. Why would I go to that? And And do you think he lives every day with regret? (laughs) I mean, he brought it up to me. You were probably, like, 14 at the time. Yeah, I didn't ask him, did you go to Woodstock? (laughs) It's really haunting him. Yeah. There was also a fair amount of songs in this movie slash festival that I knew the song but did not know who performed it. Yeah. There's, like, uh, like my girl I know of from the Little Debbie commercials. From the Temptations? (laughs) But, like, is that... I'm remembering correctly, right? <laughs> Maybe. But I think it was just the front guy from The Temptations there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, so I didn't know his name. And then... Ew, there's apparently a movie called My Girl. Ew, is that? You don't know that movie? Culkin? Yeah, it's... I think it's him. I'm not positive. It looks like And it's like the him. girl from... the One of the girls from Veep. It's really sad. Oh, and Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd. It's a really good movie. <laughs> Um, there's a sequel. Okay, so... (laughs) Was that David Ruffin? Or, uh, yeah, David Ruffin? I don't remember if he's the one who sang it on there. You can just cut out all of my audio from this episode, because it's not helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Nikki's back! Nikki's back! No commentary. (laughs) The film's title refers to the classic song of the same name. F you, Macaulay Culkin. David Ruffin. There we go. Gotta write the first try. Yeah. (laughs) Don't good job me. That was Google. It's always Google. Okay, well, I take it back. Uh, Do they have to get permission to photograph and videograph uh, 
people from this, like that are in this movie? Like, or is it since it's a public place, they're just allowed to profit on the likeness of them? Maybe, I, maybe there were like something. If they like put up signs that are like, just so you know, this area is being filmed. Oh, I hadn't even thought about the precautions Type that could have been taken. Like they could have done that. I don't know that they did, but yeah, I um wandered through a movie set last summer. This summer, love it. You made yourself and, an extra. Yeah, and my hair is pink. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like, know what come movie? on. Um, sorry, it was a TV show, and I don't remember what it was called. I think it was on. I thought you were going to say Entourage. <laughs> no. You're going to have to watch all of the movies. and t- It might have been on BET. I googled it when it was when they were doing it. Because I didn't recognize the actors or anything. I don't remember what it was. But I do have pink hair. It was on Coney Island. So. I went to Atlanta uh, gosh, probably four years ago at this point. And people like warned me that like they shoot a lot of movies there to keep an eye out. And I was like probably not that many i doubt i'd see one while i'm there and i'm just like casually walking back to uh i don't remember where from like the place i was doing a training at and i walk past this street and like the whole street's blocked off and there's just a car upside down and on fire (laughs) what is happening what is going on and it was a movie scene were you in transformers (laughs) eight i think so i think i'm uh you know In the yeah, Georgia is like one of the minutes. biggest filming states. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. So that makes sense. Their downtown is pretty cool. Have you been there? No, actually. It's kind of amazing. Never been to Atlanta. I liked it. You know who has been to Atlanta? God, don't. Any guesses? <laughs> I'm, I won't. I, I, no, now you have to ha- finish it. And we don't have to do it. All right, As I'm we're just... recording this, Lil Nas X is in labor, okay? That is true. I was going to say Jack. Help me understand what's going on with that. I have not. Well, he's okay. It's he's about to give birth. He was having contractions earlier. Um, he's about to give birth to his album. No, it's his album. Wait, I need to. Hold on, you need to see this because I've seen the picture. Oh, great! It's the last thing that was open on my TikTok. I'm just going to show it to you here because yeah, Yeah, I saw this. He is driving me mad. I need him to have this baby. He had a baby shower. He's been doing it for days and days. Did you see his billboards? His billboards are really good. He put up billboards around, probably around LA. I saw, he like tweeted something. I think it was, I'm having contractions. Not billboard. And uh, Sarah Silverman responded to his tweet. And she just said, your billboards are amazing. And I like the idea of Sarah Silverman just driving around LA. Just being like, that's a smart kid. Oh my god. What did they say? Are they on his Twitter? Yeah, they're on his Twitter. I, want- I like the one that just says, gay. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, you can have financial compensation. And then it's yeah. a picture of him. And then it's like Montero.com or something. Yeah. He's, is he from Atlanta? Yeah. Do you and miss you the real to- America? Visit welcome to Montero.com. See how we can take our eat Lil Nas X. You may be entitled to financial compensation. That's a photo of him in a suit. Are you single, lonely, and miserable? <laughs> oh my god. 
I like so the good. do you do you miss Proof the real tracking. America because he's not on it and it's just a photo of a flag. Like someone's actually <laughs> to like, see how we can take our country back on that one. That was the Love best one that. to not put himself on. Absolutely. Is someone paying enough attention wouldn't recognize that it's Montero, but like Right. Someone who knows the f- like right, right, like someone who believes in this and wants to be like heck yeah, I'm going to go to this website isn't going to know Montero. You know? No, absolutely right. not. So, yeah, he's been to Georgia too. Also correlated the Get Down, the Netflix television show by Australian director Boz Lerman, is about hip hop and disco in New York City in the 70s and like the underground nature of that. So, it's basically the sequel to The Summer of Soul. <laughs> yeah, if you thought I couldn't tie Boz Lerman in, you were wrong. <laughs> I'd expect Did you watch else. all of it? No, I've watched like three episodes. I'm going to keep watching it, but I've just it's been busy. Lot. I'm busy listening to Jack Harlow every day. And you have. Yeah. Your hair is so vibrant and pink. I love it. Dude, it's subdued in this in this uh, squad cast, I think. Is but it, thank like, you. fresh? It's yeah, really I, bright. I just did it, and I had to get splat instead of manic panic, and this is the color of, um, so splat, okay. Here's the deal. Splat did a Suicide Squad 2 promotion, which is how my hair even ended up not brown, because I got the Pete Davidson bleach kit, okay? It happened like that. And then mm-hmm. I and then I bleached my hair with splat and regretted my entire life, because splat is walmart basically no. bleach and it looked disgusting so i decided you to dye it pink <laughs> i decided to dye it pink to like kind of cover up how bad the bleach job was and it worked and i've been rocking pink ever since and i've been getting manic panic and it's great but then i went to walmart today to look for manic panic and i went to like the normiest walmart of all time which walmart did you go to the one was that's it- like three miles away is it yeah, and it was like it's the worst small. Walmart I've ever been to. There's like three <laughs> aisles of groceries. The high bar there's like to be the worst. Two aisle- there's more there's more makeup products at a pharmacy than there was at this it's Walmart. It's absurd. I don't even know what I don't understand what's in that Walmart. And they didn't have like any fun makeup colors. It was like normie as all heck. So the it's- closest <laughs> thing but I drove all the way over there, so I was like the yeah. closest thing I could get was splat pink. And it was Suicide Squad again. So this is, you, you know how Harley Quinn has the blue and the pink ponytail? Oh, this is the pink, pink ponytail. Oh my god. Color. It's called Pink Fetish. Somehow it wound <laughs> up, with, but they're too but they're too good for Manic Panic. Your hair has come a long way since I uh, cut it a couple of years ago. And I was thinking about that the job. other day. It's, I, did, I, have, I did shave it bald in that time since you cut it. Oh. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Your hair has I gone think through about, a lot of changes over the years. It has. If I you think put about, it all together, it'd be crazy. <laughs> I think about when you shaved your head a lot, because it was during quarantine, and we were FaceTiming, and we had been FaceTiming for a long time, and then you very casually said, and then I shaved my head today, and you were wearing like a beanie, and I was like, mm-hmm. you shaved your head, and you said... <laughs> You ripped your beanie off and you said, that's right, you've been talking to a bald person this whole time. Oh my god. And I was shocked. 
Like, I think if I would have gone to your house and you would have been bald, I would have been less off. shocked. But the way you mm-hmm. did it, <laughs> like, we had been talking for probably an hour. <laughs> had a real gotcha moment. Yeah. Oh, my God. Pretty much no one saw me bald, which was funny about it. <laughs> There's, like, not very many pictures. That's but why I, I kind of wonder if it may. I maybe just didn't actually know about it. Yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> Like, by the time anyone saw me, it was, like, six months later, and people were like, oh, you cut your hair slightly shorter than it was. And sure. Was like, yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. It was literally, like, end of March, probably. It was March 26th. Is that really when? Mm-hmm. Because I was laid off on the 25th. Oh, okay. I, I didn't was... realize you did it that soon after. I thought you would, like, wait a... No, I thought it'd be funny to just do it right away. You thought it'd be funny when you went back to work 30 days later? Mm-hmm. You were... <laughs> <laughs> little did i know <laughs> little did you know did not age well <laughs> <laughs> yeah the bit didn't really work as well because i just had hair again by the time i went back to work <laughs> so yeah i guess the point of this episode is um watch suicide squad two. Uh, most importantly watch summer soul yeah, Summer Soul's on Hulu. It's easy to watch. It is. And I realized after we saw it in theaters, I was like, oh, I could have saved what, 10 or... That's how I, I felt dollars. watching The Quiet Place 2 after not seeing the first one and not seeing oh. a movie in over a year in a theater. And next thing I know, I've got Jim from The Office's face screaming in me. <laughs> well, in hindsight, I do think it was better in theaters. So not Quiet Place. Maybe Quiet Place. I don't know. No. But nope. Summer Soul. used it at home. And I'm glad I spent the 10 bucks on it. Also because I assume they profit more off of that than yeah, mm-hmm. they do. streams. Yeah. And it's going to good people. Everybody who made that is like the right people. For sure. I think the guy who filmed everything passed away. Doesn't get to see that come to life. And it was like during the talks and one of his like final wishes was make sure they get this footage. It gives Aww. me chills. That's so sad, but he was kind of beautiful too. Fifty years ago, he was yeah. old enough to do all this. He's old so enough like, to do it, yeah. Wow. Someone asked Questlove, like in an interview, if you were to put on your own Summer of Soul, who would be on it? Oh, sorry, I don't have that ready, but I just. <laughs> I was actually I was trying to think about like what it would be. Now. All I, the I reason I knew it about it was because he when the whole the baby thing happened. Mm-hmm. He's like, by the way, I retract him from my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, controversial. I think we went in on the baby too hard. I don't know. I can't believe he got so canceled for doing not very much. I yeah, it's kind of shocking to me that he got like he was just. I feel he just happened to do it at the wrong time to where people were like fired up and just trying to you know like yeah prove a point. I don't know, like if in school a bunch of kids were acting out, but then one kid did something that wasn't that bad, but had to be made an example of. <laughs> yeah, he really got <laughs> he God. got martyred. Just because, like, the fact that he got dropped by, like, every festival. Because that doesn't actually happen most of the time. Meanwhile, Chris Brown is winning an R&B award. Right. Like, Chris How Brown. Chris Brown not in jail? How he? How did he bounce back? I that's really crazy. don't get it. You... But that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, the baby got so canceled when other people still have a platform. It's just kind of right crazy to think about. Ugh. 
So I if can't you guys did have to, to pick yeah, it turns your... out this is a really hard thing to look up. <laughs> if you had to put together your own summer of soul, what would it be? I don't think I'm the right person to ask. I was gonna say I'm underqualified. <laughs> I don't know who the most. Oh, okay. Uh, the Roots, A Tribe Called Quest, The Isley Brothers, Rihanna, Sade, Megan The Stallion, Crossed Out the Baby, <laughs> Hiatus Coyote, and Salt. That's who Questlove would want. Yeah. He could do it, probably. Oh, yeah. He has the means. I, I actually also think that's a really good list. I like that he threw in like a few like kind of more on the mainstream side, but also... The Isley Brothers are, like, the most sampled group of all time, I think. Also, this Rolling Stone headline is, DaBaby pretends not to know Questlove after the drummer slams his homophobic comments. And then the sub-headline is, or maybe he just doesn't remember playing with him on The Tonight Show. And then there's a photo of him sitting right in front of Questlove while Questlove's on drums and he's rapping. There's a photo. I think DaBaby could have made it out if he wouldn't have said anything. Even if he didn't apologize. He but he made it a, worse. He kept making it worse. Yeah, and it's also... People are trying to... Yeah, no. Also, don't come for Lil Nas X. He'll eat you every time. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, FMK. Oh, we still do the O's. <laughs> what does the F stand for? Fudge. <laughs> no. Okay. Friend. With benefits. Friends okay. benefits, marry, kill. Okay. I like that. Wow, that really changes the whole game. <laughs> uh, friends with benefits, marry and kill. Woodstock. Summer of Soul. Coachella. Friends with benefits, Coachella. Marry, Summer of Soul. Kill Woodstock, I guess? I feel bad See, killing any of them, but... I like your thinking because... Coachella's the ideal friends with benefits. Right, precisely. Like, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to kill Woodstock, though. Definitely marry Summer Soul. Or... Just feels... Feels like the right choice. Right. I think I'd feel... I think I wouldn't feel anything if I killed Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> That's but it is a good friends with benefit. And I don't know if I want Woodstock as a friends with benefit. Yeah, it sounds kind of nasty. Yeah, and like they're hard to get in touch with, I think. <laughs> Have you tried calling them? Like, I don't think they'd hit me back right away. Mm, yeah. yeah. And it's going to be like a whole thing every time. Yeah, it's going to be a whole... And like, it would then... take you weeks to recover every time. <laughs> Very toxic relationship. Which might make it more Friends with Benefits compatible. Mm. Fair. No, I'm copying Nikki's answer. Because Nikki's answer was the right answer. Choose wisely, uh, Alexis. I think so, too. I'm only hesitant because I used to have a live set of Janis Joplin at, the, at Woodstock. <laughs> so you don't On tape it. that I would listen to a lot. Yeah, I think I'd rather be Friends with Benefits with Coachella. Makes sense. If <laughs> it makes sense. There you go. There's your answer.